Hello and welcome to The Heart of Titus with Dan James and Tony Nardella. I'm Dan James. This is Tony Nardella next to me. And uh, we are so glad that you're with us as we have a little discussion on the things that really uh, affect us as believers and also things that we want to know more about. And so this week, we are talking about an interesting topic, I think, and one of the bedrocks, I believe, of the Christian faith is grace. And there's a lot of confusion about grace. I mean, because a lot of people think that, oh, you know what? I've got God's grace. I can do whatever I want. I've got that blank check. But really, when you study it, that's not what grace is. It's not really a blank check, is it? Well, you know, we thank God for His grace, um, and yeah, you know, by that, we, that's how we get saved. Um, and you know, I, I, but I think what's happening is there is a little bit of uh, distortion of what grace is, Dan. But I also think that it's. Um, People are selling grace short. I mean, there's a true grace of God that's revealed in the Scripture, which is so much more than just His mercy. Right. You know, and I thank God for His mercy. Now, what Dan, what you were referring to there was a little bit of presuming on His grace or mercy. You know? Right. Yeah, I'm going to throw myself off the top of the temple. Uh, Jesus could have responded to Satan as he was tempted in the desert. Um, of course, God, because in Psalm 91, He has to catch me. And I think there are some Christians that pervert the the doctrine of grace yes. to mean that they can just go ahead and throw themselves into situations that, or as the saying goes it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission you know right again i <laughs> to me is a horrible horrible statement especially that any christian should be making we should never be thinking that way no never and so but but we're, we're not going to dwell there because <laughs> i think that's been talked about enough yeah. I, you know it's it's more the idea of what the additional things that grace does in our lives that i think that sometimes uh, we just don't meditate on as much um you know for example um if you go to ephesians 2 10 or 8 through 10 you know, it says for by grace you've been saved through faith yeah i'll read it and this is not your own doing, it's the gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one could boast. Yea, grace, right? Yeah. For then in verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And this whole thing about being God's workmanship is just a fascinating topic. Right. Yeah, and the the thing is that the grace is not for us to run off on our own things but as you're seeing here it is the gift of god so that we can do the good works that he has prepared for us in advance and and that's what you're talking about is your your true grace well yeah yeah as i'm looking here at um workmanship um god's fashioned us uh to do something uh for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works i mean it's our, the grace that brings us salvation is about so much more than a me. I mean, you know, we tend to think of grace and how it applies to my life. I get forgiveness of sins. I get mercy. I get access to the Father. I get to go to heaven. Mm. Um, that's awesome. Oh, but on top of that, why has God put me here? Because, I, well, it says here that I'm his workmanship. Uh, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And the fascinating thing, which I have to give a shameless plug to my co uh, my cousin, uh, Pastor Peggy, um, who uh, named her church after the Greek word for workmanship. It's poema. 
And poema is the ex creative expression of God. I mean, it's no coincidence that the word poema sounds like poem. I mean, poem is a creative expression, isn't it? Mm. Something we yeah. do that has a, 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 an artistic way of communicating a message to us. And we are God's artistic way of communicating his message to a world that needs a little, uh, needs a little art, needs a little grace, yeah. right? And so do you think of yourself as that creative expression? Yeah, well, I know that I've worked with teenagers for years. And one of the questions that you get for... I've gotten from so many different teenagers is like, what is my purpose? Mm -hmm. um, what is my calling? What what am I even here for? I mean, I've I've had some um, just heartbreaking conversations with people mm -hmm. um, who've sat there across from me and said, I feel like I have no reason to even be on this earth. You know, I I just I and I think that created part of it you know that that beauty that art that that mm -hmm. we are created for something mm -hmm. um that we have within us what god put in us a purpose and a meaning um to me i think is just for many people you know just to drink of cold water um you know who think they're going through a real dry land where it's like you know like oh really so i do have meaning i do have purpose um who i am and who i was created it's it's actually not just uh, not just to go on this earth and to turn into dust, but it's actually to do something productive for the kingdom. Yeah, and this is, seems to be um, strangely enough, it seems to be a a new thought in Christendom. You know, I mean, if some years ago, Rick Warren, uh, who's already doing well in the ministry, got you know, really got popular with his book, The Purpose Driven Life. Right. Uh, it's the idea that people who come to go to church. And sit in the pews um, that they actually have something more to do besides sing, listen, and tithe. Um, and those are all good things, and I highly recommend them. Uh, but God has something more for you to do in your life. And, you know, that relates back to our series of podcasts dealing, for example, with uh, the gifts of the Spirit. Correct. Uh, there, there are things God wants you to do so that you can bring Him glory. You know, in Matthew 5, it says, uh, So let your light shine before men so that men would see your good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. You know, the things that God has called us to do bring Him glory. Um, and isn't that what we're here for? Right. Yeah. And I, as we're talking about this, we're kind of talking about this idea of what true grace is and that mm -hmm. true grace, true grace leads us, actually opens our eyes to not only who we are, mm -hmm. but what God has for us. Um, you know, I, I love this idea that, you know, true grace is a teacher of righteousness, mm -hmm. that it actually allows us to kind of learn on this life um, of what God has for us. And like you say, you know, it's a it's a teacher of righteousness. Yeah, we'll look at that scripture in a moment. Uh, but to tag along with that, Dan, it, you know, grace is really an empowerment. Mm. Um, it, it gives us mercy. So, you know, grace, you know, the, you know, people say that mercy is when you don't get what you do deserve and grace is getting, you know, what you don't deserve. And I like that because, even though mercy is part of grace, I mean, grace is God's power coming to us to enable us to live the kind of life he wants. If you look at Titus 2, and this is really a very important verse to me for lots of reasons going back to my history. But if in verse 11 uh, through 14, Paul gives probably the most concise 
um, and power-packed uh, expression of what the gospel really is right there. He says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us or teaching us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. I'll, I'll just stop there at the yeah. end of verse 12, you know? <laughs> there's, there's so much there. We need to kind of break oh my, that up a little bit. There's so much there. Um, you know, it's like actually that word, that sentence in the Greek in verse 11, it actually begins with the word appeared. So like it's bright, shining sunrise appeared. Boom! The grace of God showed up. You know, think of your life without Jesus. Think about how hard life was how much you didn't like certain parts of who you were mm. and you had no hope or ability to change that um it was dismal i got saved as an adult and man i i just you know there were things i knew about my life that i wanted to change and i just couldn't but then god's grace appeared and it was like yep. you know it was like the dawn breaking you know yeah <laughs> so um I, I, I really want, as you were talking about this, I was wanting to look at this verse, or yeah. look at these verses, and I, I love the um, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions. So if you're reading this, we're, on, we're, we're going, oh, no, so we can just give in to our worldly passions because we have grace to fall back on. Yes. But what Paul's actually saying is, no, 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 no. The grace allows you to renounce those things to actually move past those things so you're not falling into those so you're not being held down by that exactly it's power i mean god's grace is power so that you don't have to stay in the mud you're stuck in you know right uh, well yeah that's exactly what i was thinking i was thinking that so many times of throwing your hand up and going oh i just can't do this mm -hmm. i you know I, i've got a problem with this sin or i got a problem with anger mm -hmm. and it's just the way that i am Yes. It's the way I was made, you know, and I, I just, I'm going to hurt people and that's just the way it is. But that's not what Paul's saying and that's not what God's, God's grace is not to forgive that over and over and over again. So you live in that muck and mire. <laughs> it, it's to actually lift you out of that so you don't have to live in that place anymore. Yeah, you know, my, my daddy loves me. My, my heavenly daddy loves me and he doesn't want to leave me in the mud. You know, I think of Psalm 40, Dan, where it says... Um, mm. I, I waited patiently for the Lord, and I, 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 He inclined to me and heard my cry, something like that. And He lifted me up out of the muck and the mire, yeah. and He set my feet on the rock, yeah. and then He put a new song in my heart. You know, I mean, yeah. there's something about that transition from mud, where your life used to be without the Lord, to a more righteous life where he rescues you from those bad habits, those bad tendencies, and he puts you in a position of freedom from the devil's influence and your flesh, even your flesh's influence in your life to the point where you can live a more righteous life. Now, mm. you know, Dan, I'm never going to be exactly like Jesus, but I'm not going to let that be an excuse for me not to try with all my heart to be as much like him as I can. Right. And I think that's where this understanding of, because we throw around these things like, oh, we need to be more righteous. Mm -hmm. We need to be, well, when you, when you put it up like a, a religious standard, mm -hmm. that's impossible to reach. Yes. It's impossible to reach. But when you realize that the process of becoming more righteous, that grace works hand in hand with mm -hmm. that. Um, this is something else that when you were reading that passage, I wanted to hit on. 
So, and in the verse, he talks about, you know, worldly passions, to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives. These are all great. But then he says this, in this or in the present age. Mm -hmm. In other words, this is something that we can have right now. This is not a buy and buy thing. It's not like God's grace is something for the buy and buy. And it's like, oh, you got God's grace, so now you can walk the streets of heaven. No, you got God's grace so that you can live a righteous life today. Yes, yeah, sanctification is very important to the Lord. And he, he wants us to be better. But more than he wants us to be better, I think he wants us to want to be better. He, you know, he's looking at our hearts. And if even after I receive him, if I remain comfortable with my sin, I don't think that's really pleasing to the yeah. Lord. And that kind of ties in with that word training, Dan, mm -hmm. which is, um, we'll get more into that later, but it's, 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 it's the word teaching in some versions. And so in order for grace to teach me and you to be better people, um, we have to want to be teachable. Dan, right. you were a uh, youth pastor for many years. You know, all of us have been in teaching environments. You know, the hardest person to teach is the one who doesn't want to learn. Right. So it put this scripture puts kind of a, a demand on us to want to learn. Right. Well, and I think that's where the understanding of that, how grace, you know, it, it's focusing on the things you know you already struggle with. Mm -hmm. And God's already giving you the forgiveness for that so you don't have to live in it but then it's saying okay so now you need to move forward in this you can keep going um I, i'm gonna gonna keep going here because we it's like verse 13 it says waiting for our blessed hope mm -hmm. so there's that grace for the future um and the appearing of the glory of our great god and savior jesus christ what a tremendous expression of his deity yeah it's just it, it's all nice i mean paul just it, what i love about paul and and people um sometimes get confused but he was writing to just everyday people yes he was not writing to the religious scholars or you know the high theologians mm -hmm. even today and stuff he was writing to everyday people and i love how he he explains things, breaks it down, but then he always goes, listen, but this is about our great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, and then he continues to fill it with the verse 14, which we didn't get to. It says, who gave himself for uh, for us to redeem us from all, in life, all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Oh, let me There's a lot there. Oh my gosh, yeah. So you kind of see here, um, there's justification and sanctification for you theological types. I'll just briefly touch on that. The justification is when he redeems us from lawlessness. You know, right. he, you know, he buys us out of that natural state of mind where all I want to do is what I want to do and I, want, I don't want to submit to any right. anything, God, his law, or whatever. But then he talks about purifying for himself a people for his very own possession. And that's sanctification. Mm -hmm. There's a purification here. Jesus is not coming back for an ugly bride. He's coming back for one without spot or blemish or any such thing. And the interesting thing here is that he actually gives an objective standard by which to measure whether you're being purified. I mean, come <laughs> on, look at this. Yes, He says who are zealous for good works, or in the NIV it says, you know, eager to do what is good. And, you know, where the rubber meets the road uh, on that with me, 
is like when my wife says, in, you know, it's fourth quarter in the football game that I'm watching, and it's two minutes to go, and the score's tied. And she says, well, honey, I need a little help in the kitchen. Now, how eager am I to do what is good <laughs> when she asked me to do that? And, you know, it, it's a, the, the eagerness to do what is good, I can, you could also refer to as a generous spirit. Mm. You know, and, and there are so many that, you know, like the, you know, I'm going to step on some toes here. You know, Dan, there are so many that tell our, you know, we tell ourselves, well, you know, I want to go to a church where I get fed. Mm. And, you know, and it's good for the pastors, the pastors to feed the sheep. That's what they're called yep. to do. But, you know, we should want to go to a church where we can serve. Yes. Where we can bless. Where, in fact, where we can feed others instead of being fed. Just as Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And right. gave his life as a ransom for many. And it's that desire that's completely from out of this world that is not natural to the human race. Right. But this desire to be good to somebody else, even at cost to yourself. Mm-hmm. That is what God is looking to build into us, and that's what His grace empowers us to be. Wow, wow, and uh, that's so cool. And I love the zealous for good works. It goes right back to that Ephesians two passage it does. that we were actually created to do good works that He has prepared. And it's it, it's it's so cool to understand that God is not requiring us or asking us to do something that He's not preparing for us. Sometimes I remember growing up um, and having different bosses and different jobs and stuff. And many times the boss will go, hey, just go over there and do what you need to do. And it's like, well, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. I'm, I'm clueless. <laughs> like, what did you want? And then they come back an hour later and they yell mm -hmm. at you like, hey, I, I was wanting you to clean this up. Well, you didn't say that. You said go do what I was supposed to do. Well... Isn't it good to know that God is not that type of boss? Right. He's not that type of person that just puts you in a situation and says, okay, now go do. But he is, through his grace and teaching us through the different things to help us to do the good works that he is preparing for us and well, allowing us to step well, into. Let's, so let's go, let's go there. Um, you know, God's grace also is uh, employed in our lives to instruct us specifically what our purpose is. Mm -hmm. So when you go back and look at what the uh, the Greek word for uh, gift and compare it to the Greek word for grace, they're very similar. Okay. The word for grace is charis, C-H-A-R-I-S. The word for gift is is from the Greek word charisma. It's okay. charisma, charisma, right? And so it's really... It, I had one friend of mine refer to that as like a, a packet of grace. So when God puts a gift on you, his grace kind of hits you with the ability, say, to speak in tongues, to heal the sick, to do administration, to do helps in your church. You know, all, all those gifts that are listed in, uh, for example, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and so forth. Uh, those gifts, if you get a gift, you have a the purpose comes with it mm -hmm. because we see from the parable of the talents, for example, yeah. that any talent that God gives us, he wants us to leverage yep. for his glory and to multiply the fruit that comes from it. So if, if, if any of you are listening to me out there and you, if there's a gift that you've received and you don't quite know if you're supposed to do anything with it, don't worry. Don't wonder. The answer is yes, yes. Do something with it. <laughs> Get trained in it. Have your pastor uh, or your leadership team help guide you and disciple you mm -hmm. in the use of that gift. But that is God's grace to you to help put very specific, laser-sharp focus on your purpose in life.
So, Tony, I want to kind of revisit this thing, this idea, this teachable person, this teachable spirit yeah. um, of being able to understand what we did wrong and correcting it. Now, is this something that I'm doing on my own? Well, let's go back to that Titus passage. If uh, you look at uh, verses 11 and 12 in chapter 2, it says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness or to say, or the NIV says, teaching us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. So God's grace is a teacher. It, and like we were saying before, um, if a teacher in the classroom can tell you what to do, but it's still up to you to do it. You still right. have to do your homework. You still have to take your tests. You still have to go out and apply the knowledge you received in the classroom. And so if I have a teachable spirit, if I got that kind of humility where I'm willing to be taught and discipled, right. then God's grace will illuminate things in my life. It's like it says in John 3, 3, says, you know, Jesus tells Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto you that unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Mm. You can't even... People who aren't saved don't even know what they're doing wrong. And they definitely don't know how to make it right. But when God's grace shows up, your heart gets illuminated. And you say, wait a minute. Like when I first got saved, I cut, before I got saved, I cussed like a sailor. And worse, I was a sailor. And when all of a sudden I started to talk like normal after giving my heart to the Lord, something within me just kind of said, whoa, Tony, take a look at what you're saying. And I kind of took a step back and I said, you know, maybe I shouldn't talk like that. Mm. And so God's grace illuminated my life. I saw that what I was saying was not being, was not good for other people to hear. Right. And so I, he helped me see that if I changed my behavior, I could be a better blessing to them and more pleasing to him. Right. And, and in that way, I repented. And I didn't uh, even okay. know, I didn't even know I was repenting. Right. At that early stage, I just realized that, you know, this is something that I see now that I shouldn't do. Right. I stopped doing it. and But I think that's what everybody would call repentance. Right. Well, and to explain for it, I mean, repentance is um, not a crying at the altar. It's mm -hmm. not a, oh, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. A repentance is actually a, a word that says that you're going to turn away and go the opposite direction. Right. In other words, you were headed for a cliff, or you're you're going in a direction that leads to. Another way, and you're going in a direction that leads to destruction, or mm -hmm. leads to a, a brick wall, or something that's going to harm you. And what you do is you stop, and the act of repentance is that turning away and going the other direction. You know, that's exactly right. And so, Dan, you know, as we're getting ready to close this, I would, I want to just want to encourage everyone who's listening that God's true grace will not be valuable to you unless you have a teachable spirit and are willing to change your behavior conforming to what the light of His grace shows you. Um, this is the part of how He imparts His grace to us. It's part of how He sanctifies us and changes us. Wow. Wow. So it's something, it's not something I can just will inside myself to do or read enough uh, self-help books. This is something where God, this is something supernatural that God does as he pours out his grace. It changes my stony heart yes. to one of flesh and one that can be molded and changed. Yeah, Paul prayed in Ephesians 1 that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened. Wow. And, you know, you know, there's things that are in the dark in our lives, 
uh, whether we're Christians or not, that God wants to reveal so that we can say, you know, I don't want to stay in that mud anymore. Right. I'm, I'm, I want out. And as he reveals those things, he also provides the power to change. Wow. So th- this is so amazing to think about that not only is he revealing these dark things, mm-hmm. but he's given us the grace He's given us the forgiveness to tell us that we no longer have to live with those dark things. And then he also Mm -hmm. gives us the desire to change and to turn away from those things. That's it, man. It's just amazing. He he gives you that eagerness to do what is good, like it says in verse uh, 14. So, uh, yeah, you know, true grace is grace plus. Grace plus mercy. Grace plus getting your ticket to heaven. It's power to change to start with. And... And our next time together, we're going to be talking about some, uh, some more benefits of grace and some more of how God gets his grace to us. Wow. Yeah, we're just kind of scratching the surface because grace is something that I, I think that, um, you know, we think it's a candy bar or we think it's a lollipop. And it's like, mm, well, this grace is good when actually it's a 12-course meal that <laughs> yeah. we could sit down with uh, and just uh, feast on for days. So um, we hope that these are um, speaking to you. We hope that this is clarification for you on some things about grace. And that's why we're doing this, is that we want to talk about different issues and have discussions of different things to hopefully spur in you a desire to learn more and to understand more freely so that um, you can start following in that step of sanctification and righteousness and learn your purpose for what God has for you. Guys, thank you again. Um, You can learn more about Heart of Titus Ministries by going to our website. It's www.heartoftitus.org. And there you'll see all about our ministry, what we do and who we are. But you also have a bunch of opportunities there. You can read some blogs that we've posted. We have links to videos and teaching videos as well as a television show called Let's Go that we um, talk to different missionaries who go all over the world and put these things to actual practice uh, on the mission field. And it's uh, a wonderful thing. So just want to encourage you to, if you want to know more and learn more, go to www heartoftitus.org. Last of all, um, if you're enjoying this and you think a friend or someone else will love to hear this or will be enlightening to them, um, please like and subscribe. Um, It does a a lot for us, as in, number one, it's an encouragement for us um, to know that people are actually liking what we're putting out there. Um, But it also tells the computer algorithm thing um, that this is something that's important, that other people would like to hear it, and and other people might want to listen to it. So as you're liking and as you're subscribing to this, it tells the computers that other people might want to like and subscribe as well. Um, so please do that. It's free. Just click the button, you know, just click, click, like, and subscribe. Um, and that would help us out a lot. Last thing I want to say is that we want to hear your comments. We want to hear you, you know, ask questions and uh um, we want to make sure that you're getting what we're saying, basically. But we want to hear your comments. We want to hear your stories of grace and what God is doing and how God is leading you and and carrying you and changing you uh, from who you were to who he wants you to be. So, Tony, awesome. 
looking forward to our next episode as we talk more about grace. And we want to say God bless you guys, and we'll talk to you later.